All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Fucking good. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast but this is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your whole life we're in the final week of the month of july in the year 2020 uh go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio send us an email asinine radio at gmail.com just just do that go go give us five star a five star rating on itunes don't be a bocephus don't give us a one star and a shitty review because that guy's fucking stupid so go do that my name is Tyler. Uh, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. And uh, before we get into our fearless beer review, we are going. I want. I did want to talk about. Uh, we did get actually over the weekend. We did get a five star. Oh, fuck my voice cracked. Oh, oh. We got a five star review on our iTunes. So thank you to Dan eighty seven twenty three. This is what he said. He said. These guys have in-depth discussions about a wide variety of good music. They have a good rapper and are pretty entertaining, especially when they disagree. There you go. Is that how you say that word, rapper? Is it rapport? Is it rapper or rapport? Oh, dude, what is wrong with me? I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I think, I think, I think you're right. I think it's rapport. And now I'm like really embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed. If you were with me, I'd be, I'm like beat red. Oh, that's good. Oh, that, that's bad. Oh, how did I do that? I'm beat Bread. Ah, well, thank you, Dan, for for giving us that that glowing review. It's, Dan, it's, the man, it's much appreciated. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening to and for even slightly enjoying this stupid podcast. And then we have our uh, our 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 guy out in Birmingham, and uh, he decided to leave us a little voice message, uh, kind of making fun of our accents because we're so good at them, <laughs> good at them. And uh, he actually um, taught us all the different accents throughout uh, lovely England. So I'm going to play a little, I'm going to play it right here. So here's a, here's our, uh, our guy um, out in Birmingham. Well, that's not playing. Oh, and to- oh, oh, there we go. Oh my God. Oh my God. His accent uh, on the last pod. Um, I don't like Tottenham Hotspur and uh, nor do I sound Australian. Unlike your guys uh, attempts at the British accent, mate. Yeah, you're a few thousand miles off it, but you tried. I'll give you that. Uh, and I'll explain a little bit about Irish and Welsh and Scottish and why. Okay. So going back into like long ago times, like the Roman occupation, the Norman occupation after that, uh, they never managed to conquer Wales or, or Scotland. They've always been pretty fiercely independent with their own languages uh, and cultures. Uh, and Irish in particular really hate the English. Um, the whole like Cromwellian thing, where you know Cromwell and the English tried very hard to wipe out the entire Irish population. 
Um, and even through for the 60s and 70s, there was a huge racism thing. You know, it was no dogs, no blacks, no Irish in a lot of, like, English bars. Uh, it's slightly different here in Birmingham. We've got quite a large Irish population. Um, I myself have some Irish blood, etc. Um, but that's sort of it. Yeah, uh, fierce independence and, you know... Yeah, they're very separate countries. The United Kingdom itself only came into place during the Stuart era, and that's because we basically borrowed a Scottish king to come and rule England to try and stop religious warfare. So knowledgeable, I knew nothing. As for accents, I think you guys are kind of going for the classic Queen's English, you know. Hello, chaps, let's get mucking in. And you're what? having a laugh in the bath. Uh, which is very much kind of Southern thing. Um, not really like a London thing. Like, London's more like that, innit? What well, fuck are you looking at? You bastard. <laughs> The kind of classic Sex Pistols, I guess. That's what um, I thought of. Oh, God. Well, so I'm from in Birmingham. Um, you sort of got the Peaky Blinders thing, I guess. So that, that tends to be more black and dry. Like, if you're talking a bit slower, you're sort of more black and dry. You've got this really kind of happy vowel sound, you know. And who thinks the question in it? It's all right, Bab, here, sound, mate. It's all right. <laughs> and then you go up north, the river, it's very similar, but it's from here. So it's like, what you looking at, you trat? Come on, I'll fucking have you. Jesus. <laughs> and then, like, you go down south to, like, Bristol, like, southwest, where I live for a while, like, and everyone's sort of, like, little like, farmer vibe, innit? Like, no, no, me, our cheers drive, that's Gert Lush of you. Nice one. <laughs> and finally, uh, thanks for checking out uh, Modern Literature. That's the band name. We Are Modern Literature is the Instagram handle. Uh, and Tyler, it's okay not to like the band. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I like them. Yes. Uh, I still like you. Yes. Very sweet, man. And yeah, you can find cool. us on Bandcamp. Also on Spotify, uh, if you just type in Modern Literature or Nordic Fiction, uh, that's the name of the EP. It's all in there to listen to for free. But buy our shit on vinyl because we're poor. Or buy a t shirt because we're poor. Cheers. Cheers. Friend of the Pod Skip right there, way out in Birmingham. Thank you for that. That was that was good. That's our a that's our moments there. That's our first voicemail of on our new voicemail line. <laughs> that's true. That was good. Thank you for that one, Skip. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, his band is—it's not—they're not bad. Oh, here we go. Like, here we you're go. You're such a this dick. Will go. Now, now he thinks I fucking hate his band, which it, is not true. I, I know you don't hate them, but it's just not your cup of tea. Oh my god, dude! You would you would never listen to this type of music. You just this is not this is not appealing to you. This is not something that you like, and I know you don't particularly like this. And it's okay, it's fine. Uh, you're you're out of your fucking mind. I did. That's what you are. I did purchase a vinyl. I, I think it's like an EP actually, that they have like five or six songs, but it's shipping from like Mars, so it's going to take like a month to get here. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for it. But uh, you know, once I get it, I'll give it a spin. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's so true what he said, how how every time we, we do like a British accent, it's always that, that Queen's Majesty accent, he said, the laugh and the yeah, bath thing. <laughs> always that. It's always that. It really is. And then it, and then because we don't know how to do it correctly, we always revert to like Australian. Yeah. Like when we get really, when we really get going, it turns Australian and you just can't help it. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's always interesting to hear actors who play in in various roles, but they have like an American accent. And then you hear him do interviews 
and they're from like England and you're just you think like what the fuck? Yeah. You duped me so good. <laughs> I know. Like I had no idea. Like the dude from House, the Oh, uh Greg Glory or no. Yeah, um, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh yeah. Laurie, yeah. Like that guy. I I watched dozens of seasons of House cuz there's probably like 47 seasons. And I just <laughs> I I never knew and I just I was like, "Damn, you are so good at it. So good." Another one that that shocks me every time is uh Colin Farrell, I mean, his his isn't British, but it it fucks me up every time. The only reason why I knew that Colin Farrell it wasn't as a big shock because I watched a, a, a have you seen the movie In Bruges? Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, that that's the reason why I I, that, I, was, I thought like oh damn he does like a, that accent really well and I looked it up and I was like oh I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Simpletons. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got anything else to say about modern literature or our uh, friends of the pods? No, friends that, of the pod. That was it. Just check out the dude's band, Modern Literature. Fifty yeah, percent of this it. podcast think that the band is good, so <laughs> that is <laughs> take that as you will. Dumb shit. I swear to God. All right. Well, this leads us into our fearless beer review. Let's get into that one real quick. Um, I guess Jeff, you go first. What do you What do you have for your fearless beer review? Oh, it looks like you already opened it. I already opened. What do you it. got? Uh, I have something from Austin Brothers Brewing. Never heard mm-hmm. of them. This was a This was an online subscription mail order bride uh, beer that I got. <laughs> and these guys are originally from Southern California. the The legend goes they were taking a road trip. They saw some random town in Michigan that they thought, hey, this would be a cool place for a brewery. So they drove home, picked up their their life, and moved there and started a brewery. What the hell? But uh, this is an 11% Imperial Stout. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, 11.4% oh, Imperial Stouts. Um, this is a couple little tidbits for, for our brew heads out there. This is, uh, is four-hour-to-boil four-hour boil to build a strong body, and then they rested this for five days on my coffee and, and cacao nibs and, and Madagascar vanilla beans. And so there's supposed to be a really big flavor in this, a really dark, like, black coffee flavor, which is, you know, it's my jam. It's right up your alley, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Gross. Yeah, so I saved, I, I saved this because uh, I'm pretty excited for our album of the week, and this is, you know, I'm getting a little toasty here. Yeah, that's the way to go. 11% man you're wild okay what I have I have um, a beer called Savage in the Mist IPA this is uh, from a lo- very local brewery to me uh, called Brewery X they're about like 10 minutes from my house love Brewery um, X yeah they have pretty solid beer and uh, it's a pretty cool place I picked this up at Mr. K's today shout out to Mr. K in Placentia one of the great liquor stores in the area has everything you can possibly imagine there and the label, I pretty much only picked this up because of the label. So I just sent sent a picture of the label to you because it looks really cool. It has Sasquatch on it. has that, that famous picture of Sasquatch walking <laughs> or that famous video, like a, a screenshot of that video. And uh, yeah, the, the colors are nice. And it's an IPA at 7%. So... Oh, you bitch. What? You put the Cosmos Factory album right there? That looks so good. I know, right? It's a pretty oh. solid picture. I'm going to post it on our socials. But um, but yeah, so so let's get into it. You ready? I'm. See, I came out ready. Okay, here we go. Mm. Ooh, this reminds me of like, like winter time. You know, going going to the brewery when it's really cold out. 
I don't know. I just I, that's all I got. I, <laughs> I will good. say, like, like Brewery X is the coolest brewery I've ever been to. Hmm? I haven't been to like a ton, like a fuck ton of them. I'm not like some guy that like goes on road trips or going to breweries, but <laughs> it is the coolest. It is so fucking big, and there's like a section of the brewery for everybody. If you mm-hmm. bring your kids, it's, it's not just like a little playpen. It's like a fucking section of the brewery. It's just <laughs> for like families. There's another section of the brewery if you want to bring like your dogs. They have like seven cornhole boards out or like sets. Yeah. But they're the regulation feet, which I think is like 26 feet at, or front to front. And there's like seven of them side by side. That's how big the brewery is. And there's just yeah. a ton of stuff. They have food trucks inside like the warehouse. <laughs> it's like a this, giant fucking facility. I just don't understand like how they can afford that. Yeah, they usually have like three food trucks and then they have a stage inside too, which they kind of move inside and outside depending on the weather where bands can play or DJs perform, which is cool. Then they have, I think they have like four or three different bars that you can order from with their own beer. They don't sell, I don't think they sell any beer from outside of Brewery X. And yeah, it's it's a pretty cool place. And actually, what I what I do know about this place, uh, where I work with uh, with a friend of the Pod Ryan, what we do, we were in sales, and friend of the Pod Ryan tried to sell them something, and come to find out, the guy who owns the brewery knows nothing about beer. He just jumped on the 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 brewery bandwagon and just hired a bunch of uh, like popular like brew, brewing guys or people who knew a lot of stuff, and he just built this business knowing nothing about beer. Just for the money, essentially, like really, from what it seems like. I mean, so long as he knows how to run a business, that is a. I mean, that's a recipe for success. Yeah, and it seems to be work. It seems to work. I mean, if if and when I go back to there or California and we're able to go places, that's probably like the only brewery I would want to go to. Yeah, I, I was on their website too. Oh, well, they only opened two years ago, too. By the way, twenty eighteen, and uh, I saw on their website today that they actually they serve pizza. It's oh baby boy! Yeah, it's kind of, it's That's expensive it. though. It's like seventeen to like twenty five dollars a pizza, so it's pretty pricey. Or you could do a pizza by the slice, but it's five dollars a slice. If, dude, if, if it's good pizza, I'll I'll pay any price. Yeah, so it's called Pizza X. That's what they. Oh. Their pizza menu is called Pizza X. Like the so. perfect place is craft beer and pizza. Yeah, maybe hot dogs. Uh, I only I only eat hot dogs from two places. One is Wiener Schnitzel, and the other is Costco. What about baseball games? I don't. I'm not, I don't get hot dogs at baseball games because they always Why? they're already prepackaged in the bun, yeah, and they wrap I them in the so. foil and they stick them in there so like the bun gets all like moist and gross. I don't know. And then plus, like I don't eat the nubs on the hot dog, like the butt and the head end. I don't eat that. Why? I don't, this just weirds me out. It looks like a butthole and looks gross. <laughs> I don't eat it. So like I'll either cut it off or I'll bite it and then spit it out. <laughs> I just I don't eat it. The texture is weird. It's just ugh, hot dogs alone kind of gross me out because it's just like a it's like bologna, just oh, in hot, hot dog form. So hot but, dogs are great. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't eat the nubs, but like at, at ballparks sometimes they they eat long, eat the hot dog, you eat a foot long hot dog in a six inch bun. Yeah, nah, Doggy not dog? down, not down at all. Too much all butt. Right, man. Well, plus they're wildly overpriced at baseball games. Ten dollars or something for a fucking hot dog. That's true. Usually I'll eat before the baseball game and just get really drunk at the game. Yeah, bring in your own liquor too. It's a way to go. Yeah, it's a way to go. That's the way to go. Baseball games, dude. I haven't been to one in so long. Even Preaching before the, the choir, man. pandemic shit. Preaching to the Listen. choir. I watched all the Angel yeah. games so far. 
course you have. Well, how are you watching it? On my computer. I have a subscription to MLB Network. Oh, okay. You can't download the app or anything and watch it on the TV? Uh, I can, yeah, but upstairs in the office is where I listen to vinyl, so I'd sit here and just watch the baseball game and just put on some tunes, bro. <laughs> Fucking dream, man. That oh, is the man. dream. Yeah, it sounds like it. It that really is, does That sound is my like dream. It. Angel games, tunes. <clears throat> and tunes. Well, I guess that's it. All right. Well, let, let's rate our beer, and then we'll just get into our vinyl talk, yeah? Someday? Yeah. Okay, so we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink, one's a bad beer, but you should try it at least once, and zero is a drain pour. So what do you rate your uh, your nasty-ass stout? Uh, this is easy 2.5. I mean, that, at minimum, it could go mm-hmm. up, but this is um, this is cool because on a, on a first gulp, when I first taste it, it's it's very heavy in the in the black coffee taste. Yeah. You swallow and then slowly, like slowly, it's weird. Slowly, you get this this like chocolate taste coming up, and it just gets like stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and it's a little bit thicker, so you got a little residue in there in the back of the throat, just fine, a little syrupy. That's so gross. But um, no, yeah, this is this is two point five all day. Jeez, all day. All right, well, my uh, my IPA, my Savage in the Mist IPA from Brewery X. I'm gonna have to give this one a solid two point seven. It's good. I'd definitely go back to it. If I went to the brewery and got an IPA at the brewery, I would definitely uh, definitely pick this one up. But also Brewery X, they, what I like about them is that they have like a lot of different kinds of beer, different styles. So they have the Colches, they have the Hellas, they have lagers, they have regular lagers, they have, they have Mexican lagers, they have all kinds of IPAs, reds, everything. Everything you could possibly want style-wise, they probably have there. Dude, that's really why cool. the guy's like a good businessman because usually you go like brewery hopping or you go to like Phantom, right? And there's not like a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. So you do your first stop at Phantom and then you'll go somewhere else. And But like Brewery X, you don't need to leave. No, you can you don't. be there all night. That could be your only place that you go to all night. And that's, I mean, that's smart. You want people, you want butts in those seats. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Oh, man. Okay. I love that place. You always explain our, our three-point system, but you didn't today, but that's fine. You yeah, don't I have did. to, though. No, you yes, did. I did. I don't think you did. I swear to you, I did. Okay. Well, when you, re- when you, when you edit this, you will <laughs> find out. I swear to God, I did. You will, you oh, will find so, out. This is like the third time you've done this in three weeks, and <laughs> I was wrong once. So yeah, Okay, so we're, we're even then. For, no, for if you've done it three times. This is the third time. This is the ter- third the third time. But we don't and we don't know we don't know for sure who is right. I do this know one. for sure. You don't know for I, sure. Oh, you dude, thought you were I for sure for the sure. first time. I just said it really fast, but I for sure said it. You thought you were for sure the first time, come to find out you were wrong. The but second I was, time you were I, for sure and you were right. So this time exactly. you, I mean I don't know what to think. You're you're only right half the time. But I'm right this time. So I, mean, I that's win. what you think. So that damn, if it comes out that you are wrong this time, that is ooh. <laughs> no, I'm totally right. All right, and and all of our two fans are going to tell us that I'm right. If that's what you think, got him, got him. All right. Wait, okay, so so we have this new thing because Jeff and I are pretty obsessed with vinyl right now. We got into this addiction um, about a month ago, I'd say, almost a month ago, and um, it's kind of overtaken our lives, uh, for better or worse. So we're just going to talk about kind of what we got over this last week, and we'll get into that. So what do you got? What, what did you get? What did you pick up? 
Um, okay, so I'm only going to talk about what I listen to because I pick up things I don't listen to it yet. So these are all just new things. I so far I've only listened to one, no, two vinyl twice. Everything else has just been like a first time listen. I put it away and file it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listened to more Elvis Costello this week. I listened to three albums by him: Punch the Clock, Spike, and Get Happy. Okay, nice, nice. Um, I think previously in the, in the past weeks, I said Elvis Costello, I've, I've liked a lot more now that I listen to him than I have thought I would like before I listened mm-hmm. to all of his stuff. That that holds true for one of these. Punch the Clock, way too new wave. It was way too pop. Didn't like it. Spike was a weird one. It was like he was trying to be too R&B at times, and he classified it as Baroque pop. So it was just it was way too much pomp and circumstance and just kind of dumb. But let me tell you, man, Get Happy, like holy shit. That was Amazing. a... Fuck, that was a good album. Like, that was a phenomenal album. It was released in 1980. It's his third album with The Attractions or his fourth overall. It was very ska and Ooh. R&B influenced. And it was it was so damn good. There was a little bit of controversy with it. So he, was, uh, he, he, he had used the N-word to describe Ray Charles and James Brown back in, mm. like, the seven, late 70s. He claims it was done in a way to end a stupid argument that he was having with somebody that mm-hmm. wouldn't like let it go. So he just said it to end that argument. So people think that the reason why Jesus. this one is very ska and, and R&B influence is a kind of a tone for that outburst. Interesting. Okay. But for whatever the reason, man, it was fucking good. It was a banger of an album. I was, I was, I was blown away. I'm going to have to give it a listen. Uh, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, all right. And then I, I got into this little kick yesterday, actually. It was it was just straight like surf music, just Beach Boys. So I, I have two Beach Boys albums. I have Spirit of America and Endless Summer. Both are compilation oh. ones. And they they Where'd just, you get the Endless Summer? Oh, you got the Endless Summer from the the bin, right? Yeah, from, from my Free mom's bin? um yeah. or my stepdad's friend. So so Spirit of Spirit of America um came out right after Endless Summer. Endless Summer came out in nineteen seventy four. And it was a best of 20 songs, double LP. It's cool because this one kind of revitalized their career in a time where they were kind of sinking. I mean, don't forget, like early 60s, Beatle or um, Beach Boys in their heyday. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes time to when they switched to record labels, they put out Endless Summer and that kind of like kickstarted them again. And then uh, Spirit of America came out after that. And it was still a compilation of, of singles, but they were like lesser singles. Still rad. Mm-hmm. But then the third one I listened to, the third like surf one I listened to is this compilation, 1976. It's called Golden Summer. And this Ooh. was just like nothing but surf rock music, just from like the Ventures, from Dick Dale, Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, just everybody who's ever done like a surf song that was worth worth their, their salt was on this comp. And it was cool because this comp, the sleeve had like one little fact about mm-hmm. about every about every song that was played right so the fact like, like when dick dale played it said legend has it dick dale would melt guitar picks in one song because he plays so fast so like just just stupid little shit like that that are <laughs> so cool it's so rad and then it also came with like a full poster like fucking like a three That's foot still tall intact? yeah perfect wow perfect full-on poster rad Really cool stuff. So yeah, I, I I did like a whole surf thing. That was I think that was yeah that was two that nights was yesterday. Ago. No, that was no, yesterday. You told me was it yesterday? Was it? Yeah, it was yesterday. You you texted me last night. Okay, then it was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, realistically, it was probably only like two and a half hours because these songs were like two minutes long. 
Uh, what else listen to? Oh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Their their first or no, their second album, um, 1975. That's the one that has um, Get Down Tonight, Boogie Shoes. That's the way. Uh huh. So that was fun. Uh, American Graffiti soundtrack, fucking banger of a soundtrack. Amazing. And then uh, I listened to The Music Man. Love musicals. What can I say? Oh God, gotta do why, what you gotta do, why, why? dude. Because they're so good. Like that. That's no. a that's a fantastic musical. Most of them are not that good. What do you mean most of them? I even heard most of them. I've heard like almost every musical ever made. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know that? No, I haven't. Uh, another one I listened to, I po- I picked up. So I'm I'm kind of into this like spoken word thing. A lot of speeches, a lot of a lot of rants and raves, I guess. But I picked up this Martin Luther King Jr. It's called Free at Last. It doesn't include that specific I have a dream speech on it. Mm-hmm. But it is a spoken word vinyl, and it contains some of his speeches, including the last speech that he ever gave the evening before he died in '68. Damn, and that's pretty crazy. It's it's just it's incredible, and he like, he isn't just like wise, but he has this commanding voice that you can't help but just hang on every word. And it's a very long album, and mm-hmm. he doesn't say a whole lot because he uses a lot of like dramatic pauses, and he kind of stops a lot. But damn. I, I I was I was full attention, full attention. <laughs> really soaked it all in there. Huh? Soaked it all in, and of course I went online and then repr- I listened to it twice actually. Then I reprinted it, all the all the speeches that he gave, and that way I could read along with it. So that was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to two more Ramones, Brain right. Brain Drain, and then Animal Boy, which I told you about Animal Boy. Mm-hmm. That was the that was a surprisingly fast yeah, and punk was... sounding Ramones album. Well, that that first that first song off that record, I didn't even think it was Joey singing. It sounded nothing like Ramones, and then the title track, "Animal Boy," that was like a thrash song. Yeah, incredible. I, didn't, I, I really didn't know they had it in them. <laughs> I it's mean, crazy. again, this this was like their tenth album or something like that. So it did take him a while to hone that craft. But still, I mean, you you, you put out "Wanna Be Sedated," and then you put out that like thrash song. It's just that's like leaps and bounds over over each other, or over uh, "Wanna Be Sedated." Crazy good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then um, yeah. I bought I bought Dude Ranch by Blink. Um, yeah. I listened to some Stray Cats. I listened to Eddie Cochran. Nice. He's he's uh, he's a very very famous guy. He's probably most famous for Summertime Blues. That that song Summertime Blues. Yeah. Um, a couple of interesting things about him is is legend has it too that Paul McCartney used this one of his songs Twenty Flight Rock as an audition song for John Lennon. When they were in their teens, and that's kind of how they hooked up together. Okay. Uh, also, it's 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 um, I don't know, man. This whole this whole kind of week has been a very very like '50s '60s week for me, and it's been really good. It's been really good. Cochran, uh, Eddie Cochran, also recorded a cover of a song called Three Stars," a song about the plane crash that killed uh, Buddy Holly, Valens, and Big Bopper. Mm-hmm. And uh, his version's so good, you can like audibly hear him break down and cry. In is one of his verses, no, it's it's like I think it's studio. It sounds studio, but everything but, was tracked live. Yeah, so like I, everything was back then. But you, like you can hear him like break down, and then he kind of like regains his composure for the third verse and continues on. It's just it's so good. It's so so heart wrenching. I guess that's rad. I mean, it's sad, but you know, it makes for a, an interesting performance. It's kind of fun too, because let's see here. Um, in okay, so in the movie La Bamba. Mm-hmm. Brian Setzer portrayed Eddie Cochran in the movie. So Brian I've Setzer, actually never seen La Bamba. La Bamba. Oh God, 
Yeah, crazy. I know. It's a good. It's a good one. Well, Brian said different straight cats. Rockabilly, Eddie Cochran, Rockabilly. He portrayed Eddie Cochran in the movie La Bama. So that's that's kind of cool to portray like a like somebody who pretty much started your your genre. I think it's I think it's rad. That and, is. That's pretty damn cool. And straight cats are pretty good, man. They're 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 better. They're they're more than just like that stupid radio hit that you hear. They're pretty good. They're pretty <laughs> cool. They are really cool. I I had I forgot what record I had. Somebody gave it to me. CD. Somebody gave it to me when I was a kid. But now I, I used to rock it all the time. But I don't even remember the name of it now. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Derek's and the Dominoes. They're they're one and only album. Layla and other assorted love songs. So arguably Clapton at his best. Listen to Two Grateful Dead. One Wake of the Flood. Two was Working Man's Dead. Wake of the Flood was was okay. wasn't wasn't the best. But Working Man's Dead, man. This one. This one was fantastic. This was, this was unbelievably good. This, this, I think I'm like a full on deadhead now. I think <laughs> I am. Was it as good as the the first one that you listened to? Oxo Moxoa. Yeah. This one, I don't know. I mean, this one may be better. <laughs> Damn. This, this one's I still kind of listen to that Grateful Dead record. This one's interesting because because it has all the stuff that I liked about them when they did that other one, the, all the psychedelic rock stuff. But this one, they added a lot of like folky and and country elements to it and just kind of layered everything. And it was just, it was so good. That's what, so, that's what have cool. I been doing? I want to get more into them. I, I do. I really, really do. I just got to listen to that oxymoron album that you were saying. I listened to but, little Richard, his greatest hits. Here's, <sighs> okay. here's, here's a quote from little Richard that I think like perfectly sums up who he is. He says, I believe my music is, is the healing music. I believe my music can make the blind see. The lame walk, the deaf and dumb hear and talk because it inspires and uplifts people. It regenerates the ears, makes the liver quiver, the bladder <laughs> spatter, and the knees freeze. I'm not conceited either, though. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Fucking love Little Richard. I would, oh, little okay, Richard. We got we to do Little Richard one of these days. Dude, I'm so, so down to do that. God, he was great. He was truly, truly great. And then uh, The Who, Quadrophenia. I was really excited about this one because this was like a, a, a concept album by The Who after they did Tommy. There's kind of like a follow-up concept thing. And there was mm-hmm. an actual story, and I just, it was okay, man. I just could not get into it. I, I was I was really excited for it, and it's, it's great reviews. People love it and how great it is, but I just I didn't like it. And, and one thing I read that Keith Moon hated it because he didn't like, because it was so layered and it was so dubbed, Keith Moon didn't like playing to this because there was a, like he played to a click track and he fucking hates playing oh, to a click yeah. track. And then when they played it live, they rather than like having having touring musicians play with them, they opted for like taped playbacks. That sucks. And Keith Moon fucking hated it. And so I, that, I can imagine the guy was a beast. And that that just kind of sucks too. I don't know. That really brought it down for me. Yeah, that's lame. Um, but then the last thing I listened to was was Bill Haley and his the album was called King of Rock. But I mean that's probably just like a comp album anyway. Right, there you go. That's a solid, some solid, solid stuff that you've listened to over the week. Yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yours is like, yours is like all oldies, and I've and I mine are like all fairly new within like the last twenty twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but it's also because you got that that crate of records, and you also found some good bargain bin stuff. But uh, so, like, I got sixty records for free. I got yeah. sixty records for free. Fourteen Ramones. Like eight Elvis, Elvis Costello and just a ton of other things from the sixties and seventies. 
So that's that's why a lot of the things I'm listening to are from that era. It's because I I got I got very lucky, and they're in like pristine condition. One of them has still a fucking original poster in it. For God's sakes, I know that's fucking nuts. You got you got super lucky with that. As yeah. bad as that sounds, you got no, super, you got lucky. for sure lucky. And just like the right time, right place type of thing, and yeah, I just way lucky. So yeah, that that's all that's all my stuff. I forgot what what my weekly pick was too because I I just erased it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll play. Do you want to? I mean, do you want to play the weekly picks after or, or after I'm done talking, or do you want to play it after? I forgot how we did it last week. I think last week we did it after I would, I did my vinyls, then we played my weekly pick, and then you did your vinyls, then we played your weekly pick. <laughs> oh, we're so fucking prepared. I love it. I yeah. fucking love it, dude. The music so get, man is so good. That that's oh my god, it's such a good musical. It's really. I just I don't understand your fascination with musicals. I just don't get it at all. I love musicals. Nah, I I don't get it. Love them. All right. Well, you actually went with um, you went with Bill Haley. That was your pick, and uh, his song "Dance with a Dolly." So here it oh, is. Banger. Here, here, here's the, the banger. As I was walking down the street, down the street, down the street, I met somebody who was mighty sweet, mighty fair to see. I asked her if she'd stop and talk, stop and talk, stop and talk. All the guys standing on the walk just wishing they were me. Mama, mama, let me dress up tonight. Dress up tonight. Dress up tonight. I've got a story gonna dress up tonight. Gonna dance by the light of the moon. Gonna dance with the dolly with a hole in her stocking while her knees keep a knocking and her toes keep a rocking. Dance with the dolly with a hole in her stocking. Gonna dance by the light of the moon. Gonna rock and stomp till the break of dawn Till my money's gone, till the break of dawn Gonna rock and stomp till the break of dawn Gonna dance by the light of the moon go bill haley in a song dance with the dolly dude how stupid catchy is that song just come on i know it, it is very catchy <laughs> but it sounds like another song that melody da, 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 ah. i'm sure it does i mean okay so this this dude is recording music in in the 50s his first his first actual appearance came when he was 13 in 1938 Jesus. He played guitar and played for I, I, I like some base like little league baseball entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking nineteen thirty eight. This guy is 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 most famous for for the song "Rock Around the Clock." Oh, that's that's the song I'm thinking of. Oh, <laughs> that song sounds exactly like that. It doesn't sound exactly like that. You're thinking it just does. Because, just no, the no, he, the, he, the melody, in, the melody. That dun, dun, ah, I can't even do it myself. But. Yeah. It, just the it's way like he goes that, up that and down boom, like boom, that. Boom, yeah. Damn, yeah, those two songs sound so similar. Fuck, that's what man, it was. Is, 
I was, dude, this was, this, I, I was, I don't know. I'm speechless. This was so good. <laughs> his, his album with all these songs, they were all like that. They were all fantastic. They were all good. Phenomenal. Phenomenal that, that musician. Was that was, that was, that was really solid. That was a good pick. Great yeah. pick. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. Ready to move on to my shit? Yep. Okay, so yeah, like much like Jeff, I'm only going to be listening to stuff that I was able to listen to over the last week, but I did buy more. But yeah, I just I haven't had time. Uh, and also because I've wanted to listen to several of these records more than once. But the first thing I have here, I went to a local pawn shop out in Placentia or over in Placentia and uh, just stopped in to see, if, to see if they had anything. They had a little crate of, of vinyl and literally the first record sitting there in shrink wrap was the uh, the soundtrack to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, <laughs> my favorite James Bond movie, and uh, and it I mean it was in it's in mint condition, but it was the re release of it from like 2015 I think it was, but still you know it's fucking solid it's in great condition it sounds great, I love it and it's my favorite James Bond movie if you've never seen it, go check it out go rent it do whatever it's usually streaming on something but just go check it out George Lazenby played Bond the only time he ever played Bond. And uh, he's a very, um, I mean, he's a very like like polarizing figure too. Don't some people like hate him? That he think that people think that he's like the worst Bond, but other people think he's the best Bond. People think only think that because he was kind of told to be exactly like Sean Connery, and he kind of did that here and there. But then also, there's a good chunk of the movie where they don't use his actual voice because they didn't like his his accent for the other character, <laughs> so they they dubbed in somebody else's voice for like maybe like a third of the movie or maybe not that that long but maybe like a quarter of the movie it's not his voice so a lot of people complain about that but and also because he's australian he's not british well us as americans what do we know yeah he's the only one he's only bond that's not british and because i think because what connery was scottish and then timothy dalton and i'm pretty sure uh pierce brosnan were welsh so they weren't even they're they're not even english Mm-hmm. Yeah, Honor Majesty's Secret Service got that soundtrack. Great stuff. Also, at the same pawn shop, I came across um, the album The Hardness of the World from Slave. They're this great funk band from the 70s. And uh, and I've always kind of like dug them, and it was it was a dollar. It's a fucking dollar. <laughs> a and it's dollar. Still, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, no skipping on it. There's no scratches. I mean, there's some crackling, but I mean... The album's fucking 40 years old. You know, it's like an old pressing from when the album came out. But it's solid. If you never listen to Slave, go check them out. They're a great funk band. Uh, let's see here. I got this album. Where did I even fucking get this one from? I've been to so many places, I can't even think. But I, I got, um, out of a bargain bin, I got an album from Charlie Pride. Got his uh, album called Country. It's his debut album. Came out, I think, in 1962, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And he uh, he's also well known for playing in the um, what is it called? What's the league called? <laughs> what? What league? Are you laughing? He played base. He was a professional baseball player. Yeah, he played he played baseball. I think in the fifties in the Negro leagues. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure what it was called exactly. I, I think I think specifically that's what they called it. Okay. Yeah. So he he was he was famous for that. I think he was a pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I, I don't and know then, exactly what he played, but that that's how I remember. I was in like a big Jackie Robinson phase at some point and just got really, really into baseball in like the forties to like late sixties. And 
I remember his name coming up as being a popular figure at that time. Yeah. So apparently, because I'm pretty sure he was a pitcher, and he was a very good pitcher, but then he like threw out his armor. He got some sort of injury, and he never fully recovered from that. From that, so he kind of gave up on baseball and started singing country music and became very famous for it. And is one of, is was the first African American to ever be inducted in the, into the Country Music uh, Hall of Fame. I think that was like in 2000. And um, and yeah, he was he's one of the very few African-American artists within that genre of music, which I never realized until this week that, you know, there's like nobody in that genre. It's all white people. Yeah. All fucking white people. It's crazy. Fucking crazy. It's bizarre. And like the more you the more you look at it, the worse it gets. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. I, I just I it never registered with me. I don't know. Because they're like so quiet about it, right? Like I don't know. Like That's, again, like Coachella and like they're all fucking white people, and now they're yeah. it's all bad music. <laughs> well, yeah, country music in the last thirty five years has just been just awful. Uh, for again, the most part, my awful. most hated song of all time right now is is oh, God. the Lady don't A song. Oh, I don't even because they even, changed their name now. Even. But that I don't even know what the song's name is. But I can sing it. Unfortunately, don't even do it. Don't even do it. I don't it. want to. I'm not going to. I hate Good. that song so much. But uh, but yeah, this Charlie Pride album. It's it's great. I thought it was really cool. It was it it wasn't what I was expecting. For some reason, I I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting to be honest. What what but type of country is it? Like a Buck Owens type country? It's similar. It's similar to Buck Owens, but a little bit poppier than okay. Buck Owens. It's it's not like that Bakersfield sound. It's but what well, kind of is I don't know it's hard I'm I'm still new to the whole con- the old country genre like old western and country and stuff so I'm it's it's hard for me to say yeah but it sucks it, because we're conditioned to listen to to new country and then when we hear actual good country we it, we don't know what to do and we're like blown away by it because a lot of it's really good but this Charlie Pride one was, was was solid and he was he actually was very popular and very famous um, not just in baseball but also in his country career which is cool. Uh, what else do I got here? For, I went to Program, Program Skate Shop, and uh, I picked up the uh, Dead Kennedys Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Oh, I forgot their, you picked that one up. Their debut record. Fucking love that record. If you've never heard it, I don't know where you've been, but we just talked about it on the pod a few weeks ago. So go check out that episode. Uh, what else did I get? Also from Program, I picked up uh, 18 Visions and their latest album called 18. came out in 2018. And... Um, Solid, solid record too. I, I mean, Eighteen Visions. Their first two records were really good, especially Vanity was an amazing record. And then after Brandon Chapetti left to go form Bleeding Through, uh, he was the guitar player and main songwriter for Eighteen Visions. And then after he left, it just they kind of just were more like alt rock, and it just kind of wasn't as good. But this was like a nice, good throwback to that old vanity style which is really good it's a solid record with great breakdowns if you're into hard, like orange county hardcore music then you'll you'll really like this 18 visions record it's solid and then uh gorilla biscuits i got their album start today also from program that same day so that was solid i mean gorilla biscuits a classic hardcore punk band from the 80s still perform but only put out this one record and like an ep or some shit I think like if I if I saw Gorilla Biscuits, I would pick I would pick that up somewhere if I saw it there. Okay. I, I, I'd pick it up, and then same with Dead Kennedys. So yeah, outside of the Gorilla Biscuits, that was solid purchase. But unfortunately, it's one of those. I don't know. I feel like it didn't really translate well 
into the vinyl sense because it's kind of like staticky in parts and it it wasn't a very good transfer it sounds like kind of like how you, i think you feel about the your pinkerton vinyl it, it's it's a bad tra- it's a weird transfer it doesn't sound that great yeah and that's kind of how i feel about this gorilla biscuits but otherwise it's it's a solid record um i also got i went to uh this new record store called radiation records in fullerton Really, 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 really cool record store, but they only specialize in punk mm. and metal music. Like that's it. But they <laughs> fucking have so much shit. Like probably like ninety percent of the stuff there I've never heard of. Oh boy, so they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff there. But then there's a lot of stuff that I mean, oh. like that ten percent. There's a lot there that I know. How do they make money just selling like, like that random shit? Every time I've been in there, there have been quite a few people in the shop, and then also they sell a lot of stuff online. Where's this place at again? It's in Fullerton, right off of uh, the 91 and uh, Raymond. Oh, so it's on the way if you're going to like Riff House. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You get off the 91 and it's like right there on the left. That's like a block away from uh, Burger. No, Burger's on State College. Yeah, but it's still on the 91 and State College is similar, like like just one block away. Yeah. Or what I just said. More than a block, but that's fine. You can keep saying that. But anyway, yeah. So I went into Radiation Records for the first time. Uh, being a noob, I guess, of that scene, <laughs> I felt kind of stupid buying a Blink-182 record. Yeah! Which one did you buy? <laughs> oh, Neighborhoods. I bought Neighborhoods. Yes. I bought Neighborhoods because it's the first time I've seen it. And so I bought it. I had to, it's my second favorite Blink record. I, I had to buy it. And then they, they did have a box set of everything from Cheshire Cat to Neighborhoods. And the guy's like, oh, did you see the, the, the Blink box set over oh, there? I was like, the yeah. box set debacle. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I saw it. And, um, and he's like, oh, what? You don't want to get that? And I'm like, nah, it's like two hundred forty-five dollars. I said, when you break it down, it's like forty-one dollars a uh, a record. He's like, oh, that's really, really high. And I said, yeah, that, that's why I don't want to mess with it. And then so I, I bought the neighborhoods record, and then I left. And then two days later, I went back after doing more research. You and I actually did a bunch of research on this to figure out why this fucking stupid box set was so expensive. And there's literally no reason why it's this expensive. No. So I went back there two days later and I, I talked to those talking to the guys. I'm like, Hey, you know, this, this box set, I looked it up, you know, there's no real reason why it should be that expensive. Like if you break it down and you buy all those records separately, you're only paying like 160 bucks for all those records. And he, he's, he looked it up too. And he, he was doing all this research himself, checking all these sites. He's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That's bullshit. And then I said, is there anything you could do about the price? And they're like, unfortunately, you know, we bought it for so much that we can't sell it below that. Then so they're never going to sell it. That's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what they would, they were saying to themselves. They were like, they, they got ripped off by universal or whoever. Dude, you win some, you lose sold some. Sold them the box. It's yeah. fine. So, yeah. So I'm like, dude, I'll give you, I'll give you 160 bucks right now for this box set. And then that'll be it it'll be out of your hands and they're like no nah, we just we can't do it just, that's that's at yeah, $20 a record that's like at 22 I think because you can buy them brand fucking new from like target.com yeah I know for he, 20 he looked bucks. it up too he looked it up too and he was pissed he was pissed that they were selling it for that much but I, I'm gonna go back like probably once a week and just Dude, check yeah just and, keep, then, and then I'll bring it up keep at and, it. and I'll, I'll keep going back and then I'll just every time I go I'll ask about it I'm like hey so you know what's going on with that blink vinyl, that that blink box set over there. So hopefully, at some point they'll take my offer and and I can get it. But it might get better yeah. because if you constantly ask, like, oh, here here comes the fucking that blink guy, <laughs> here comes that blink but asshole. <laughs> if they know you're spending money, like, 
I would think that as a small business, they want to hook their customers up the best they can while still making yeah. money. But even if they take a little bit of a loss on this, at least they know that you're buying things from them and you will continue to buy things from them. So exactly. they will hook you up, make you feel good so you come back. Exactly. But that is an exactly. idiot thinking that he's only going to sell for two hundred fucking fifty forty dollars a blinker. Get the fuck it's out of here. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. You can make one for cheaper. Yeah. Not really. You could. And then, uh, so, so yeah, that first time I went to Radiation, not only did I pick up Neighborhoods, I also picked up AFI's Very Proud of You. Oh, yeah. Picked up that classic record right there. And it ha- comes with two bonus, or it comes with three bonus songs that aren't on the CD. So Rolling Balls, uh, fucking uh, Who Said You Could Touch Me, and uh, Many Splendid Thing. Great, all three, all three are great songs. Man. So that was a great purchase. Um, and then also the second time I went to Radiation to try to get the deal while I was there, <laughs> I picked up Tiger Army's uh, fifth album, Five. It's called Five, or V. And uh, it's one of my favorite Tiger Army records, so now I have my two favorite records by them. So stoked about that. Uh, also, while I was there, the second time I was going through a bunch of their vinyl, like because they have a very, very small section of just like old shit that was like donated to them that they don't really care about. So I was going through it, and I found two records um, that I looked interesting or one of them was an uh eric clapton record his self-titled record that's right so i i took that and then also i found this album by somebody named gabor jabo and the record's called jazz raga and that that right there interested me because you know jazz with mixed with uh indian music you know how can you go wrong and then also the cover had the guy playing a sitar so you know i was hooked just by that so then i i went up and and pay i was gonna go pay and he's like oh you know there's no price on these i said yeah i just assumed they were like a dollar or two and he's like you know what just take them we're, we're just <laughs> gonna like like use them for like decoration purposes so we were so you could just have those two records this, for free. this so was that like, radiation this is that radiation yeah see so they okay so they do they do have that that in them to hook you up yeah definitely yeah so they they just gave those to me for free and um and yeah i mean the clapton record's solid it's it's not his best record, but it's still really good. And then the Jazz Raga record, I think it's fantastic. But unfortunately, on side one, there's like a gnarly scratch on it. So there's like two songs that don't play at all. But, but at least the whole now you can get a lookout plays. for it, right? Like you see in exactly. the bargain bin, like, oh, I know what this is. I need this for my collection. Exactly. And this Gabor Shabo, Jabo, he's apparently some like well-renowned, well-renowned like jazz player. So. Yeah, I'm going to keep a lookout on that for him on that. And then um, I also got B.B. King, got the best of B.B. King, which is great. It's always nice when you find a cheap uh, blues record. Sure. Uh, the Doors, I got one of their records. I can't even remember the name of it right now, but I got that for like a dollar. Uh, what else do I got? And you here? hate it, and you hate The Doors, and you hate oh, Jim no. Morrison. It's the, it's the album Waiting for the Sun. That's what it is. It was the one right before L.A. Woman, and I just thought it was okay. I listened to it already. It's just Not their whatever. best. Not their best, but I mean, no, don't. it's Definitely don't not don't the judge the band based off of that one thing, but they're, they're better than you give them credit for. Okay. And then the, <laughs> these uh, these next three, I'm almost done. So these next three I got from um, this new shop I went to called Black Hole Records, also in Fullerton, downtown Fullerton. Uh, the, the guy who owns the place is super, super, super nice. He's very knowledgeable. And he has a, he has a wide variety of stuff. Um, and his bargain bin was pretty solid too. So I picked up um, Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy. Got that pretty cheap. So that's my favorite Zeppelin record. So I was happy about getting that. I got Creedence Clearwater Revival and their album Green River. Got that pretty cheap as well. 
And then I also got uh, Deftones. Got one of their, got my favorite record from the band, got their self-titled record. And uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that purchase. That was solid. Good stuff. Eh. Deftones. Eh. <laughs> Your hatred for the Deftones or for Deftones is crazy. For the Deftones, correct. It still doesn't make any sense to me. I should have bought that in a, bar- in a bargain bin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the, this last band here, um, this goes along with my weekly pick. And uh, I will say the guys at Program Record Store, Skate and Shop or whatever they're called, but Program in Fullerton, they're really, really awesome people. I, I highly recommend going to support them. They're really cool talking to to talk to. And um, yeah, I've got a Death by Stereo record. I got their yeah. first record. Got their first one called If Looks Could Kill, I'd Watch You Die. And that goes along with uh, my pick of the week. And the song is called No Cuts, No Butts, No Cocoa Nuts. go death by stereo and their song no cuts no butts no cocoa nuts <laughs> from uh, uh from uh, looks could kill uh, and watch you die their first record the debut record that came out way back in 1999 and um damn yeah they've been a band since 1998 that's crazy they played, they played their first show their very first show at mine and jeff's high school uh, at lunch at, really yeah, their very first show was at Esperanza High School during lunch at, in the quad. Damn. It was the first show ever. So they're they're very local to us. I've been following them since their first record, and my cousin turned me on to them, and they're just I've been a fan ever since. They've consistently put out music. They're considered like one of the the best or the great like you know punk bands to come out of Orange County, like hard, the hardcore scene and everything. And they're a truly unique band. 
very very unique and fuck man i i have nothing but praise for this for this fucking band i only i only got into them because of you i've heard when they did i think they put one on the that punkorama 2001 yeah they put holding 60 dollars over a burning bridge is that the one like whoa back down <laughs> yeah, yeah i yeah. love that song that that's my one. favorite death by stereo song <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a good song but i think i only like went back and listened to that song because you liked him so much and we've seen him several times and yeah. throughout the course of like their career their music it doesn't like change but that's not a bad thing and 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 they perfected that specific sound and in the same way like credence perfected that that specific sound like yeah. they they've perfected that sound and it sounds fantastic and everything they've ever done is always at least good oh, absolutely yeah i agree with you their first two records are unbeatable and then death for life that's, or, that's still my favorite album yeah death for life is fuck i love that that fucking album too but yeah, and then they have a new one coming out next week or like in a week and a half. I think in a week. No, next week. So that's exciting too. <laughs> and uh, But I have my own reasons for also thinking that's exciting, but okay. I'll get into that later. All right. At a later episode. But um, yeah, thanks again to the guys at uh, Program Skate Shop. And uh, they're really awesome. And I highly recommend going to check them out. And also the singer from Death by Stereo co-owns that place. <laughs> So they're very, uh, they're very, very cool people. Very nice people. Yeah. That's all I got. No, that was good. That's all I got. That was exciting. It was fun. It's not just, uh, it's not just like a single, like a, I don't know, like a solitary experience. Now we can talk about it. We can, mm. we can share what we find and it's, uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's, it's good times. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's get into the lot. The, oh, dude. Why does this happen to me? I don't get it. Uh, let's get into the last part of the the pod. And then we'll wrap it up, get into our album of the week, where we get into the Creedence Clearwater Revival album, Cosmos Factory. But right now we have, uh, really, there's not been a lot of music, good music that's been put out this week. But I did want to mention, if you didn't already know, Taylor Swift surprise dropped her newest album called Folk- Folklore. And um, some people like it, some people hate it, because it's not super poppy, but I haven't heard it yet. But I will listen. Uh, and that's about it for new music, right? Yeah. You got that's nothing it. else? No, that's it. <sighs> okay. Then let's um let's get into some other stuff here. Kanye West. He uh he actually randomly tweeted this week about he, he posted like a like a screenshot of some movie he was watching, I don't know what it was, but the caption said that he wants to finish recording the new Mars Volta album and then pretty much asking them when it's gonna happen. And it just <laughs> threw everyone for a loop both fans of Kanye West who know nothing about the band, but also fans of the Mars Volta because the Mars Volta have not been a band since 2012. And so it's just been this, this weird thing. And there've been a lot of memes that have been made since then. And it's been very, it's been very strange within the Mars Volta community, which I'm very, you know, woven into. But it's just like, if I don't know, man, it's just such a, if this was just like a random act, like the Mars Volta, really? Yeah, like why? What? Like why Kanye West and why the Mars Volta? Like I feel like Kanye probably—I uh, don't know. To be honest, I feel like Kanye is 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 smarter than we all give him credit for, and this is just a a long con that he's doing in life in general. Or he's severely mentally ill. Or he's severely mentally ill. But to know who the Mars Volta is for somebody like Kanye, 
I think is, is one of those two things. Like I, had he said, I would like to do something with, with the red hot chili peppers or like the, the black keys, then that would, that would make a little more sense. Cause they're, they're more well known in like the pop realm. Yeah. But to get specific and to get kind of, kind of into the B territory and, and say the Mars Volta is very, is very, uh, I don't know. It's, it's so unique. strange. Yeah. It's so strange. And like, it's almost like he implied that they were working on the album together, which is even more strange because Omar is so known for not really working with other people outside of Cedric. He keeps and it in house. He really does. And for him, I mean, for them to even think, or for them to even try to bring in Kanye is just so almost like out of the question. Like it's so bizarre. It's so fucking bizarre. None of it (laughs) makes any sense. It's just all nonsensical and everything is weird. But would you, would you be excited for a collab between those two? Not really. No, you're fucking, you're a butthole. I mean, I'd be interested for sure, but I wouldn't be necessarily excited. No. Because they, because you know, because you know, if they worked with him, they would be going more toward an electronic sound, which is cool, but it's not what I, what, I don't not know. Already I just, basically electronic. No, get the fuck out of here. That's all they are. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I was I watched so many Mars Volta live videos this weekend. Oh my why. gosh! I just don't know why. You've seen one, just, you've seen them all. There's no, there's dude, no difference. You think that. They're the you same thing. But see, you think that Ugh. until you watch them. And just watching them just perform and the just the amount of energy and just, just everything about them is just back in like the early 2000s was just so unreal. Like they were just on a whole nother level in every aspect. It was just remarkable. I guess just the band watching were just so on point. Omar like shake and, and gyrate. And, and, no, it and just it wasn't just convulse. Omar. It was no, it wasn't I, I just Omar. It was to energy. I mean, yeah. No, when you when you bring like Ike into it and just his passion for the music and, and then Cedric of course being like one of the great frontmen and then John Theodore of what course do you mean being one of the great frontmen of all time? Yeah, oh absolutely. Oh, you're fucking stupid. I'm dumb, I don't give a fuck. Is. I don't give a fuck. I I will say he's probably top, he's top 10. Yo, Cedric man. Cedric is top 10 frontmen. For sure. Oi. Okay, Oi. you're okay, but also Jeff, you're also getting stuck in the past. You yell at me for getting stuck in the past. You're, the past. You're only thinking, I, mean, I can't tell the future, so I mean. But you're, but you're also obviously but, have to be stuck in the past. But you're also thinking like, okay, well, nobody is as good as, and no frontman is is good before or after like 1990. That's kind of like what you're. you're no, kinda best like best frontman all time. It's a tie between Eddie Vedder and Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <Eddie> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Vedder. No, scratch that. Fucking uh, Greg from Bouncing Souls. Boom. How did you get Eddie Vedder from Greg? I don't know. He's really boring. <laughs> he takes himself way too fucking seriously. And I, I couldn't think of the, the, the singer's name from Bush. So oh, Gavin Rossdale. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, know. that irritates me, too. He, is, he's, is he still married to um, uh, Gwen Stefani? No, she cheated on him. She she cheated on him with that that country music star. Oh, what is she doing? Like, what is his name? Blake Shelton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a long time ago, huh? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Mars Volta rule. They're Terrible. the best. Not the best. Corn's the best. Mars Volta are second best. But anyway, let's move on here. Um, let's see, Peter Green. The founding member of Fleetwood Mac uh, passed away this a few days ago. 
uh, wildly underrated and somewhat unknown musician, which is really sad because, goddamn, he was great. He was he was really great. And there's those early Fleetwood Mac records are, to me, much better than what the band became with Stevie Nicks. Absolutely. So it's just it's like she. I don't know, man. She, I feel like they 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 brought her on to kind of to revamp the band to to change everything to to kickstart a new era of the band. Yeah. But but that's stupid. not to say but that's not to Dumb. say that that she's bad because she's she's not and those records are really good. But when you put them up against the early Fleetwood Mac stuff, they're okay. It's it's no comparison. I, I think we I think we did um rumors on the pod at some point. We did. We did do rumors on a forgotten episode, yes. Yeah. We talked about that extensively. Yeah. About the differences in the styles. Or not the styles, but I guess the music in general. But it's like it, that that album specifically is so fucking popular and I don't remember too much about it except that it was it was fine. Yeah. It was, it was good. Okay. It was good. It was good. It was just straight good. There weren't really anything there was nothing really bad on it. It was just but, good. But there was nothing like great, like that song fucking Go Your Own Dreams, Go Your Own Way. Oh, that's a good song though. Like those are only two songs I remember, but terrible. Go Your Own Way is a terrible song. That's a great song. Oh, that is a, that is like whatever car commercial uses that song or has been using that song for the past 20 years. <laughs> that is all I think of when I hear that stupid song uh, is getting yeah. in a Ford and, and, and driving somewhere where I don't need to go. Still a good song. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> also, uh, Regis Philbin, he also died this week. You know, with being our age, you know. We we kind of grew up with Regis on Regis and Kathy Lee here in America, and also Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, I mean, for that sure. Was Who just, wants to be a millionaire more than Regis and, and Kathy? I mean, I watched that a lot growing up because my parents watched that like every wow. day, so I, I grew up watching that too. But also, yeah, mostly because Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That was, that Regis show was the, well, that show was boss. That show was the bee's knees though. It was, it was so it, fun. Remember that that cocky asshole, the first guy to ever get to a million? Yeah, and he, he used his phone call to call his dad. Just to tell him just to tell he's going to win a million dollars. That was so oh, good. But it's man. obviously like so staged, but it was so good. It was so fucking good. And there's that that famous that famous commercial for whatever it was where it's like who wants to be a millionaire. And, and, and it has something to do with like food poisoning and everyone everyone's like, like botulism, botulism, botulism. Oh, yeah. And then it pans like everybody around the globe and like <laughs> China and France and America and Canada. Everyone's like botulism. And the guy says, uh, salmonella? <laughs> everyone's so mad but that that was us dude that was that was like a like a generation right there yeah it was damn what a show but that regis was a good show regis was like a good like he was such a, he seemed like such a kind man like how can anybody hate the guy yeah he he was just so friendly and sounding and looking and i don't know and then um alex borstein who was famously on mad tv and also <laughs> she's a voice on family guy but um but she uh she posted i totally forgot that she did this but she posted um like a screenshot of her playing regis philbin Dude, on that tv such a good job playing regis. and she, she used to play him all the time on Weird. it and then i remembered that she did a skit with lorraine swanson where lorraine was on who wants to be a millionaire and i i, I looked it up on youtube and it was there with shit quality but oh my god it was so fucking funny and just her impression of regis was just it was perfect 
but yeah, Regis Philbin, he's he passed away. They were both. I think Regis was like eighty eight, and then Peter Green, I think, was like eighty two or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they live they live full lives. Yeah, and I think they like both died in their sleep, like heart attacks or something like that. But uh, let's see death, here, death, death. There's also um, to kind of like I don't want to say lighten the mood because nothing is nothing about these next two articles are very lighthearted, but. Uh, there's been, uh, talks about relief for, uh, certain like small venues, for example, like the Viper Room, whiskey and all that kind of stuff out in LA, those iconic venues. And, um, I think it's a little too late and I don't know. I don't even know what to think about. It. I think a lot of this money is going to be taken advantage of by things like Live Nation and, and shit like that. There's, so I don't there's think it's two... really going to help that much. There's two senators, one from Minnesota and I think one from Texas that are kind of collabing on this one. Yeah. And I do I I agree. I think this is kind of too late. And by the time this even gets to to actual funding being put in pockets, I mean we could it could be a year from now. Like mm-hmm. these 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 places could be long gone. Like these these I don't know, homes could be foreclosed if whoever owns the Viper Room is is, is relying on that money and and it's it's sad. It's I don't know, man. They have like their heads in the right spot, but it's dude, it's just too fucking late. Like you're yeah. way late to this game. And there is specifical or the specifical specifical specifical. There is specific language to where money would not go to places like Live Nation or, or companies like Live Nation or any kind of big corporations, and it would strictly go to smaller venues. But they're only going to get like forty to fifty percent of their overall income for the year, and mm-hmm. that would just be used to kind of like keep staff paid and things like that. But then you got to take into account if he's paying if they're paying staff and if they overpay staff, then they lose unemployment, and then you know instead of making X amount of dollars a week to support themselves, now they're making like forty percent of X, and now mm-hmm. they can't support themselves. So they, there's just there's so many factors to kind of take into consideration, and it's. Man, this country's fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. It's really fucked up. <laughs> God damn. Jeez. There's so many yeah, I don't know. I it's, don't even want to get into it. So things. scary. Yeah, it really, really is. It's awful. But then also is it as awful as we as we're seeing on T V or as we see on the internet? I don't know. No, that's true. That is that is also I don't very know, true. Because I'm I'm also out there my job is where I'm out there a lot with small businesses and a lot of these small businesses they had a rough time initially but a lot of them are gaining momentum again like people are just they're getting back to normal regardless of what the media says i mean they're they're taking precautions the proper precautions but i mean everything's kind of i don't want to say getting back to normal because it's definitely not getting back to normal but it's still things are picking up i think people are, are are going out of their way to support small businesses too yeah, I think, I think that's more than is. ever, you see, the, the like like the line for McDonald's at five o'clock, where normally there'd be fifteen cars. Now there's like three, because yeah. everyone's going across the street, paying a little bit more money, but going to whatever the burger place is across the street that's in, that's independent owned, and that's solid stuff. Yes, yes, it is. Thumbs up. And uh, speaking of burgers, um, <laughs> Burger Records. They are they are a small indie label here in California, more specifically more specifically Fullerton, California. And uh, ever since Jeff and I started collecting vinyl, we've both been to Burger Records. Yeah, and, surprisingly, uh, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed our time in there. And uh, then, like two weeks later, we find out oh, 
the people who own the label and own this shop are fucking creeps and they let underage girls come in there and fuck older men and it's pretty disgusting and um so it's like legit the 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 record store does have an affiliation with the label yes correct because dude remember like remember how much we talked about how weird the i don't know if it has anything to do with it or if it's just happenstance but remember how we talked about how weird the people were that worked there we were yes we were talking about this like we instantly like thought like wow this is fucking weird i don't like being here these people are weird they're not friendly but in like a weird hills have eyes type of way yeah yes correct fuck damn that's correct and then i went by there i drove by there uh earlier this week and they they took all the signs down but the, the place is still open the shop is still open but all the signs and all the the burger insignias are gone. And then it's interesting because a friend of the pod, a roommate of the pod, she was telling me that, because I told her about this on Saturday. I was asking, oh, have you heard about Burger Records and this and that? And she's like, oh, no. And I, she's like, I know the the record label for sure. And I said, you didn't hear about like all the allegation, allegations. And I told her about it. And she's like, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. She's like, oh, and were the growlers? Was it about, about the growlers? And I said, those were that was like the number one band, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I have friends who were a part of that." What the like hell? her, and she was like, "Yeah, they would, they they knew what they were like, not not that they were like they they would go there knowing that they're gonna hook up with these guys, like they would go there knowing that they were gonna, you know, they were there for the for that reason, you know, even though they were underage, they went there for that reason." She's like, "Oh yeah, the the guys in the growlers are creeps. They're like she straight up." admitted like how awful that place was and that that record label and that band and all that stuff and they're like the big band to be busted dude it's just it, oh, it's so fucking weird like i just don't understand how this can even how people can think this is okay in like this this day no yeah definitely it's it's fucked it's totally fucked and then i uh and then when i was at black hole records uh on friday uh, he was t- the owner was talking to some other guy about Burger Records, and then I got in on the conversation too. And uh, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, those fucking hippies. They're the fucking. They're like they're like the shittiest people he ever meet." He said that when Burger Records opened, this hippie guy, super high, came into his sh- into Black Hole, and like with a bunch of flyers, and was just leaving flyers around his store. And the guy was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, he's like, yeah, I opened up the. Well, there's a record store down down the street, you know, and." You know, I'm just kind of advertising. The guy's like, this is a record store too. Why would you do this? Like, I would understand like if you wanted to leave flyers and like we can make like some sort of like agreement on something, that'd be great. But for you to just come in here and just like start leaving shit around my store, like what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. And he kicked the guy out. But he's like, yeah, they're, they're just a bunch of hippies who get way too high and just are shitty people. He's like, I, he said everyone saw this coming years ago. That's some like 90s shit too, to like go into a place and just leave your stuff. Yeah. That's not, that's not okay now. Yeah, definitely not. But yeah, Burger Records, it's the record label shut down. They they tried to rebrand themselves. They hired some like PR lady to, to come in and try to fix things and they they renamed the, the label and everything. But within like a day that fell apart and then they just said we're closing down. That's Dude, they, they like ghosted the internet. Like everything just shut down. Yeah. They even went on their website like Burger Records or whatever it was to to see what type of vinyl they had and there were no links, nothing. Damn. No social media presence, just like ghosted the internet. It's gone, and like that's. Fuck. I mean that. I, I mean, that, I guess like the innocent until proven guilty thing. But damn, if that doesn't look suspicious. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, 
Yeah, it's it's an entirely fucked situation, and you know they'll be shut down probably within the next couple of weeks completely. I'm sure. Maybe they'll have like a fire sale on vinyl and just give it away. Hey, if they're just leaving vinyl out there, I'll I'll go grab some. Grab all of it. <laughs> <laughs> we could split it amongst ourselves. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. We got anything else to say? That was, that's all. That's all I got here. Nah, that's all, that's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's all. Well. Thank you all for listening to this fine, fine episode of Asinine Radio. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into the Credence Clearwater Revival album, Cosmos Factory. Also, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. Don't be a Bocephus and give us a one-star because he's an idiot. Bocephus. Uh, go to fucking social media and find us at Asinine Radio. And, you know, I got I got nothing else to say. So Okay. That's it. Toy, 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 toy.